Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. It is our hope that through the daily study of God's Word, we will be encouraged and strengthened and build a firm foundation of truth in our lives. Today, we begin our study of Revelation 13. For many, this and the next few chapters are the most confusing, yet memorable, in the book of Revelation. I want to make this clear. Our focus in studying this book is to see God and His Christ glorified. The greater the enemy, the more clearly we see the power and authority of our King. The follower of the Lord Jesus Christ has nothing to fear from Satan or his Antichrist. Therefore, our inability to perfectly understand these passages should not overly concern us. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus. It is not in our perfect and complete understanding of these things. As always, we are confidently dependent on the grace of God. Knowing this, I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to the revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 13, and join us for The Beast Rises. In preparation for our study, let's pray together. And Father, I pray that you would first and foremost Make yourself clearly known in our hearts and our lives, so that our faith would be in you, and we would not be disturbed or fearful or doubtful concerning the things that are to come. And then, Father, I pray that you would give us a clear understanding of your plans and purposes, not necessarily the identity of all of these characters or all of these nations or the understanding of every single event in the book of Revelation, but rather you seek to glorify yourself through the salvation of lost sinners and the defeat of your enemies. Again, we know it is your will that none should perish, but all come to repentance. But we also know that there are so many who stubbornly refuse to listen to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. They are followers of Satan. And with Satan, they will be condemned. Father, give us whatever understanding each one of us is capable of having. And then give us peace to live with our lack of understanding, trusting in your grace and mercy for all things. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Revelation 13, verse 1, we read, Then I stood on the sand of the sea. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. The scripture that I use for this study is the New King James Version. And in the New King James Version, the first part of verse 1 says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and yet the oldest manuscripts translate Then he stood on the sand of the sea, he referring to the dragon or Satan. This first sentence in chapter 13 should actually be with the last verse of chapter 12. In the last verse of chapter 12, the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Then we should read, Then he stood on the sand of the sea. We need to remember the chapter divisions and the verse divisions are not a part of the inspired Word of God. 
They're simply tools there to enable us to study, to find verses in an easy and logical fashion. So it's the dragon, it is Satan, who stands on the sand of the sea. And then John records, And I saw a beast rising out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. The reference to a beast here is in all likelihood a reference to demonic power. If you'll recall, in Revelation chapter 11, verse 7, it says, When they finish their testimony, talking about the two witnesses, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them and overcome them and kill them. This beast that makes war against the two witnesses comes out of the bottomless pit. He is demonic in nature. And so back in chapter 13, when John sees a beast rising up out of the sea, this beast is demonic in nature and is behind the activities in this world that are about to take place. So we need to understand what we are witnessing with the Apostle John is a conflict that takes place in the spiritual realm and on earth among men. The Bible is crystal clear that demonic influence is behind much of what takes place on the national level in the political arena. So it might help us to understand this picture of this beast as being a demon who has upon his head these political individuals or nations. As John describes what he sees, he describes this beast as having seven heads, ten horns, and on his horns, ten crowns. We see three levels here. We see the level of heads, then ten horns, and on the horns, ten crowns. Many interpret the seven heads as representing the seven empires that are recorded in Scripture. As we noted early on in our study, those seven successive world empires are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, the Medo-Persian Empire, Greece, Rome, and then the Antichrist's final world kingdom. So this beast that rises up out of the sea is the reemergence of a global empire that stands against God and is humanistic and rebellious in all that it does, with Satan and demonic influences behind its power and authority and efforts. If we would go back to the Old Testament and look at the second psalm, we read these words, Why do the nations rage, and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Yet he who sits in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath, and distress them with his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. 
You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. The second psalm continues with counsel for the earth's kings. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. It is clear all the way back in David's time that the nations of the earth plot against the Lord God of heaven. These small human kings rebel against the king of kings. And we see that clearly in Revelation chapter 13. This beast, representing all the earthly kingdoms of the world, is going to bring forth a final rebellious empire with the Antichrist as its head, and they will continue this ages-long war against God. And we need to remember, they will be defeated. The ten horns, with its ten crowns, represent ten kingdoms and ten kings who will come and will rule and reign on the earth along with the Antichrist. The reign, according to Scripture, Revelation chapter 17, will be short, but they will rule and reign. The last phrase in Revelation 13, 1, serves to make very, very clear the motivation or the purposes behind this beast and the ten horns or the ten nations and kings that serve with him. On his heads, a blasphemous name. They stand opposed to God. They blaspheme God with their actions and their words. They are bent on plotting against God, like Psalm 2 says, raging against his authority and trying to cast off his authority over them. They are anti-God. They are anti-Christ. And so being under demonic influence, they will align themselves with the Antichrist. They will rebel against God and ultimately wage war on all of those who serve God and set up a world worship of the Antichrist. We will learn more of this in the verses to follow. Father, I thank you that throughout your word, all the way back to Genesis with the Tower of Babel or Noah and the flood, you're dealing with Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, on and on and on. You have clearly established, proven to all who will see, that you reign supreme over all of the inhabitants and over all of the kingdoms of the earth. It is futile. It is vain to fight against you. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. I thank you, Father, that through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can become citizens of your eternal kingdom. Help us, Father, to be comforted, to be strengthened by these things rather than experience doubt and fear. You are God. You are King. And although we love this earth, this earth is corrupted by sin. It is fallen. And one day you will bring a new heaven and a new earth into being, over which Jesus Christ will rule and reign, and we, his followers, 
will rule and reign with him. We thank you for these promises, for these acts of your grace. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.